0: Hi there, this is DT Talk, the podcast about digital transformation. My name is Mojgan Sadigri and in this episode I talk with Vikram Odiave about Web3. If you'd like to learn more about Web3 and its effects on business models, this is the podcast for you. Thank you Vikram for accepting my invite and for sharing your knowledge. Could you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, thanks
1: for having me. Um, yeah, uh, so my name is Vikram Tiava. Um I'm a founder of a, of a startup called Metasolis. So we're a steam studio, um, like a venture studio uh, that work on things on Web3 um, with a focus on building Web3 tools for space ecosystems. Um, so I'm just here to just help out and give you some insights on all things Web3. Yeah.
0: Thank you, I appreciate that. So yeah, what is Web3 or as sometimes referred to Web3.0? And how is it different from what we're using now?
1: Yeah, so Web3 is just a broad umbrella term for a a decentralized peer-to-peer model for the internet. Um, And um, it is essentially like a new lasagna layer for human civilization that includes a a a transaction value layer for humans so that you can transfer value um, peer-to-peer Mm -hmm. Uh, in a decentralized way. Um, So Web 1 was mostly uh, just basic dial-up internet, and you had email and browsers. Uh, Web 2 is platforms-based internet, so that's like your Spotify, your Facebook, your Google Search. All these are like platform businesses. Uh, And Web 3 is an extension of it where you're separating the platform away from the business. so So I'll probably use Spotify as an example throughout this entire... Uh, segment like so, in the case of Spotify, um, the Spotify, the platform is split from Spotify, the company, and the platform is not necessarily owned just by Spotify, but it's also owned by the artists that are featured on Spotify, as well as the users who use the platform to listen to the artists. So a platform that um, is that can technically technically be democratically owned by the users, the artists as well as Spotify or any other companies that choose to contribute to the platform.
0: So does it mean less profit for, for example, Spotify? No,
1: not necessarily. So um, ideally what Spotify could do is um, it could, it would, um, it would own like, um, so initially how things work with um, businesses in the Web3 spaces, they start off centralized like a typical platform business, but then they decentralize over time, um, and what that involves is um, they give away the platform's governance to its users, and um, like in this case, the artists and uh, the listeners and anyone else who wants to be part of the governance, and in the form of government, in in the case of governance, you can theoretically I mean, um, it ends up being like a uh, you can create a democratic form of government like with governance councils for specific things um and um say for artists, for example, you can have a small governance council on artist compensation or you can have a governance council on um you know how much people are willing to pay for you know the services and so all these sort of intricacies can be built in, and you can have obviously you can have representative democracies so like people voting themselves, so it, you, it's for people who want to be highly engaged with the platform, um, so yeah I mean, and one of the benefits of that is that you don't have the issues we have with platforms today where everything is being decided by Spotify, the company mm-hmm. alone mm-hmm. and the board of directors, when you can have the users uh, generate the direction of the platform. Yeah,
0: so you're giving back the power, basically. Yeah, yeah. Consumers
1: and customers. Yeah, so answering, I guess, answering the question whether Spotify can make money. um, There are several ways that Spotify can make money as a company. It could, um, it would technically own the intellectual property of the platform. Mm -hmm. So uh, theoretically, uh, Spotify can put the entire platform on something called a non-fungible token or NFT. And that essentially bakes in the base intellectual property of the... Entire platform to Spotify, and it can license that if it needs to. Um, that's one way it can make money. Mm-hmm. The other way is like it can be uh, can be like a service provider, like an kind of like an agency, a software services agency where um, the platform is paying Spotify, uh, you know, regular sort of monthly sti- uh, income as mm-hmm. such. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there are various ways there that you can where um, something like Spotify can make money in the Web3 world. Um, it's, yeah, it's still pretty young, like, um, and um, there are various other models to be discovered, really.
0: Thank you. That really sounds interesting. I'm sure um, the end users, but also the producers or the art, like, for example, mm-hmm. the artists would be very excited about this yeah. aspect and yeah. sort of not having the middle man or having, yeah. you know, yeah. giving them less power. Yeah. What are the... Um, so what are the benefits So, we sort of got a little bit of the benefits, but what mm-hmm. are the benefits, but also what are the risks associated when yeah. you're using Web3?
1: Um, yeah. So um, like briefly a bit more about the benefits when it comes to music artists, artists can finally uh, own their own base IP like on a, you know, like the NFT mm-hmm. um, and then they can lease those IP, that IP or th- the song to users and get royalties. So technically, Um, They actually don't even need the platform some if they don't want to but if they do require a distribution model like with someone as um, You know like as prominent as Spotify they can still do it that way. Mm -hmm. It really is up to the artists So they do have more freedom Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess the risks are kind of twofold Um, broadly one is um, adoption as an education so a lot of people um, there's a there's there is a technical barrier to understanding um a lot of the tools of web3 Um, and it's very similar to the technical barriers that we had um uh, when you know transitioning to the internet and then to platform businesses and all that kind of stuff Um, but in this case you're actually talking about financial like knowing basic like financial terms and things like non-fungible versus fungible. Those are basic economic terms. Um, So knowing a bit of that helps. Um, And the other risk, I guess, is um, businesses where um, if... There's there's a risk that businesses do get eventually disrupted by this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still early days for them. I mean, there is there are a couple of platforms like one's called Audius, which is trying to take on Spotify. Okay. It's a very young, like it's been around for two years now. Um, so there are um, there are platforms working so uh, on such models. Um, yeah,
0: I know we um, talked about this earlier, and I was worried about. Um, people being conned, for example, because no. um, if the middleman has gone. But you did explain that there are still options, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, so wha- there's there are some theories that the future of Web three will be partly centralized, and uh, there'll be a decentralized version as well. Because the thing is, like, uh, if people choose convenience of um, accessing you know Web three tools, then there is. Uh, this issue where you'll have middlemen in that process, mm-hmm. which is essentially what we have today. Um, but it, it's easier. F- it'll be it'll be easier to onboard people who 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 um, uh, who find it hard to do it. Like what the ethos of Web three is, where users own their own de- data. It's decentralized, and um, uh, they have more power of over their own sort of financial sort of uh, situations Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to their personal information Um, so going that sort of partially centralized way is might be what governments might prefer because it'll be easier for them to regulate those things yeah Um, and um, that's kind of what um, that's one of the ways to mitigate risks especially things like scams and stuff
0: Yeah. yeah and for people who are a bit more conservative like myself, yeah. I think I might start with a centralized ones yeah. until yeah. I trust the yeah. system. Or yeah.
1: So, yeah, I mean, that's that's generally like one of the ways to mitigate risks to avoid people who are absolutely new to it, um, to try and like sort of uh, ease them into that sort of mm-hmm. Web3 tools. Yeah.
0: That certainly sounds exciting. So you mentioned that it's quite new. Mm-hmm. So where are we now at the moment and where mm-hmm. to from here?
1: Yeah, um, it is new, um, but it is older than five years ago. So, oh, okay. um, um, so like we do have like certain things. So like uh, back in 2017, 2016, there was a lot of like buzz on you know a lot of the stuff like disrupting business models for Airbnb and Uber. Um, I still think we s- we are maybe another five years. Uh, um, to go to do yeah. something like that, uh, mostly because there's a lot of uh, e- currently there's a lot of experimentation with intellectual property and NFTs, mm-hmm. um, and there's a lot of like new companies that are come up that are that are selling music NFTs, which uh, are, which is going to be an interesting model because it's trying to take this idea of base IP or for the artist. Like what we're working on is doing a a data market, so there where you can transact space tracking data, and uh, so we're looking at ways to um, uh, embed IP uh, IP at the base for like uh, you know companies that provide that data and like how they don't lose that IP. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of experimentation in that specific aspect of it, and. I think it'll take another maybe two to five years for that to sort of cement. Um, but um, once that's sort of done and a lot of more infrastructure tooling, then you can definitely see something like a um, like a Uber for a Web three version of Uber or whatever, like in the next five to ten years. Yeah.
0: That's it to make me yeah. be more excited and looking forward to the future, um, knowing that it could happen in my lifetime. <laughs> so. Yeah. Thank you so much um, for sharing your insights, Vikram. No. And um, it has certainly been an education for me. Um, I hope that the listeners also took away some from it. Um, Vikram, thank you again and have a great day. Cool. Thank you for having me. Cheers.